Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, October 14th. You're listening to the podcast. If you're joining us live on YouTube, it's Thursday, October 13th. We do the pick show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern time if Pete Briscoe shows up on time. Joining me. Yeah, that's, almost, that's almost comical. <laughs> I love that. You made my day. I uh, know. Just trying to. Hey, by the way. By the way, you, did you retweet out uh, an old tweet of mine today? No. Did you retweet it? Yes, you did. Something no, about I liked Christian it. Palmer. I liked it. I didn't retweet it. You're, you're amazing. I wasn't trying to push it out there. I was like trying to save it for my own personal usage later. <laughs> well, I, I was wrong about him, but like I tell Rick every every Sunday, I didn't draft him. He did. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a Christian Ponder conversation that we're having right now. Uh, Pete, look, I, I I like to joke about the Christian Ponder Cam Newton draft with you because you have a tweet out there that look, it lives forever that tweet, and I was wrong. But and I'll be you, wrong you, again. You, hey, look, look, you know what? You own your mistakes, and I hate doing this. You've been you've been right lately on these QBs. You had Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. That's a pretty good run for you. Also, hey, hey RJ, how are you doing? But I'm RJ, doing good. Isn't it, isn't it great though? Like I could sit there and say, "Oh, I love Christian Ponder when he came out," but then I could turn to Rick Spielman and say, "But you drafted him, right?" And it's good that that's coming from Brinson, considering he never makes mistakes. So that's right. I am a uh, mistake-free. He never put this out in the public domain, but I'm going to put it out there anyways. He thought Justin Herbert was going to be a boss. Dude, I've 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 admitted to that like easily the worst uh, like evaluation I've ever made of any draft prospect ever. Like I went through and like did a detailed breakdown of all his games at Oregon on our text thread, and I was convinced I was right. I could not have been more wrong. 
You know, it's funny because those are forever. Like my dad's 87 years old and I still remind him about what he said that he didn't think Earl Campbell was fast enough to make it in the league. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did he win back to the Heisman? So like, <laughs> he, <won Yeah>. it. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't think Earl Campbell was good enough to We We all 87. I go, dad, how's that Earl Campbell evaluation going? Good Lord. You're just beating on your old man like that at 87 years old. That is a very quintessential Prisco. All right, let's get into it. Week six picks best bets. Uh, week five, RJ went two, three, and one. I went four, three, and one, and Pete went two and three. RJ now 17, 13, and one overall. Pete 15 and 13, and I'm 12, 16, and two, which is disgusting. Uh, but I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this week. I like the I um although I gotta tell you, like nobody is on the Panthers, right? Uh, somebody is on the Panthers. Oh boy. Oh boy. Why? What was the tie? Right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one. The, I don't. I don't get was, this at all. Was Was the Browns game the tie? Um, on ours, on mine, my push was the Vikings at minus seven. Oh, okay. the Brown, the Browns. I think we might have had higher than two, right? Browns was two and a half. I think. I think the Browns. Covered. That's right. That's right. That's right. Pete, your your uh, internet remains in 1987 as well. Somehow, it's yeah. raining out. It's pouring outside. Once wow. it starts raining and, and storming, it gets worse. Is your RJ? Is yours bad over there? I can't tell. I, I you know, it's got to rely on Will for that. I can only hear you guys. You know, you guys. I don't know if my internet's good. Um, uh, Billy, holler at me if Pete's internet is a problem for audio purposes. I, 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 don't, I, mean, I can come back in and I can go back out. Yeah, I would jump out and come back in. I would jump out and come back in just for. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the. Uh, the Ravens at the Giants. Actually, you don't have a best bet on that, RJ. Um, why don't we? Uh, we can we can start with that. He'll be back in by the time I'm done talking. Um, Ravens at Giants. Ravens minus five. The over under here is forty five. Marcus Williams, who is second in the NFL in picks and first in passes defense for Baltimore, is out. Uh, Lamar Jackson has never lost to an NFC opponent. Twenty to five touchdown interception ratio. Oh, I know. I was going to ask Pete. I had a piece of trivia in this game for Pete. We'll, we'll wait till he gets back in. But uh, uh, any thoughts on this game spread or total for you? Yeah, we have it at five. Everywhere right now, it's five and a half, six. Um, if you can get six, I like the Giants. They're finding ways to win despite injuries, thanks to great coaching. Daniel Jones starting to look comfortable running the offense. I think the upside's there with him. Baltimore's cutting, coming off a gutty win. They might be in a letdown spot after a big win over Cincy there. Baltimore's offense tough to solve for most teams. I think Wink Martindale is, has the best shot of anyone to solve it, no, you know, with his familiarity there. Um, so, you know, like I said, five and a half, six in the market, which is why I didn't want to take the five here with us, but I would take six with the Giants. Pete, um, before you dive into your analysis of this game, I am curious if I got to find it, make sure I know the correct answer. The last time that the Ravens won at the Giants was in 1997. Can you name the two quarterbacks who were playing for the Ravens and Giants in that game? Was it Gerbach? No. Banks? Who, Tony Banks? Banks? No, it was. Um, it was around the move, right? It was so it's uh, probably probably Testaverde, right? Yes, Testaverde is correct. And uh, the other one was Dave Brown. Vinny Testaverde. No, he was a, a supplemental no. first round pick. Remember, Dave Brown. Oh, that's had a good dude. call. Yeah, good it wasn't. It wasn't Danny by '97. Uh, I'm just going by our crack research team at uh, CBS Sports HQ. That's around when he played for the Giants, right? Yeah, I think that's right. 
Yeah, I'll take uh, – by the way, I like the Giants in this game. Uh, I think this is the Wink Martindale game. He's going to be able to – he knows what he can do against Lamar Jackson. He knows that you have to attack him. and uh, he He's an attacking defensive coordinator anyways, and I think he's going to be even more aggressive here. Uh, I think that will pay off. I think this is good. both teams will score points, but I, I think that defense in the end, the Giants will be the better defense. The Ravens defense played better last week, but I still think the way the Giants want to play is run the ball, keep the ball safe, don't do anything crazy, and they'll be able to stay in this game. So I'm going to take the Giants plus the five and a half at home. Uh, I'm going to take the over as a best bet here. I think with, as I mentioned, Marcus Williams out, uh, the Ravens obviously not really able to stop anybody uh, in the passing game in the first place. Now, there's not a lot of passing weapons for the Giants, um, so Daniel Jones will have to be pretty creative. Uh, but I think you're just going to see a pace-up situation where Baltimore – is scoring points against this Giants passing defense, and then the Giants are forced to throw as a result. Whether it looks like it should be fine in the Meadowlands, I will take the over 45 as the best bet. Bengals minus one and a half at the Saints. It's the Andy Dalton revenge game, Pete. Do you know how hard Andy Dalton is going to try in this game if he's starting against his old team? I mean, this is a like. He's probably thinking all week about how much harder he's going to play as a result of playing the, the Bengals. No, he's not. He's thinking about how many times he's going to come off the field for Taysom Hill. That's what he's thinking about. I mean, look, the Saints gimmick themselves a win last week. They're not good on defense. That's one of the most surprising things of the entire season is how much they've struggled on the defensive side of the ball. I can't figure it out. Now, teams have kind of slowed down the Bengals by playing a lot of cover two. They're starting to figure it out now. A little bit. And I think that that's going to be the difference in this game. Don't forget, it's homecoming for Joe Burrow. Won a national championship there. And uh, I think he plays well in this game. I'm going to take the Bengals minus the points. Uh, I don't love the game, but I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, the Saints defense not playing well because they can't stop explosive plays. They couldn't stop them against Seattle. But they are second on third down, second in the red zone. Um, Well, the good thing for them is that the Cincy offense looks uninterested in explosive plays. They're 31st in yards per play overall. Jamar Chase down to 10.7 yards per reception after being at 18 yards per reception last year. Um, which is, you know, surprising with with him. You know, I figure he'd be better at getting big plays. So I think this matchup might be what the New Orleans defense needs to rebound. Since he's defense solid also, and you just can't count on Taysom Palooza every week, like you're saying. So um, I, I think it's a bad spot for both these teams, too. It's a second straight road game for Cincy coming off a big Baltimore game. New Orleans has to go on the road on Thursday next um, uh, in, uh, to Arizona, I believe. Um, so I don't like either of these teams, really. My lean would be to the under. Yeah, I got the under as a best bet at 44. It's down to 43 on uh, Caesars right now, as you can see on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. And if you're watching with us live or watching at any point on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and turn on alerts. You'll be notified when we go live. Um, It's a very bizarre quirk that the uh, Bengals and Rams are actually 31st and 32nd in yards per play five weeks in the season, like the two Super Bowl teams are dead last in offensive production. Um, I, I think this is a case where neither of these teams will be aggressive. I, I did the Burrow homecoming thing is, I think that's a, like a legit angle. Um, there's a ton of LSU players involved in this game on both sides of the ball though. So maybe that mitigates it a little bit. I, I just don't think there's going to be many points scored. So I'll take the under 44. It's I, I, I'd be fine with it. 43. I guess that's kind of, Donkey talk, but I mean. So you're both I, on I, the under. You're both on the under as the best bet. Uh, no, RJ, RJ leans. I have it as the best oh, bet. Oh, you just lean. Okay, all right. Yeah. By the way, uh, did you know that uh, Brady Quinn? Actually, we'll get to that in a second. Jaguars at Colts. Colts minus two. Over under forty two. 
Colts haven't, but this is a crazy stat, by the way. Colts haven't allowed a fourth quarter point all season long through five weeks. They're the first team to do so since the 1995 San Diego Chargers. And if they don't allow Jacksonville to score a, a fourth quarter point this week, they will be the first team since the 1934 Bears and the 1934 Lions to not allow a fourth quarter point through six weeks. I, I realize it's not because the Colts are awesome. It's just sort of quirky, but that's kind of crazy if it goes back to 34. What do you think about this? Uh, your Jaguars going to Indianapolis, Pete? I bet they've let up a bunch of fourth quarter sacks. that offensive line is awful i mean it is terrible and across the board nobody's playing well and they're shuffling guys around they're searching for answers and the last time jacksonville played them they dominated them up front remember they shut them out now the receivers weren't there that day so that makes a difference but he can't throw from your back and i think that's the biggest difference in this game Uh, i think jacksonville is going to rebound after a terrible showing last week uh, Trevor Lawrence has to learn to take the check down. It's available. He hasn't done that yet. Uh, but I think he's going to start playing better as well. So I'll take Jackson. I think they win the game outright. Yeah, Michael Pittman's back for Indy, but uh, he's been back the last few weeks and it hasn't helped their offense. They look terrible, like you said. Uh, Jacksonville's crashed back to earth seemingly, but last week they had six straight drives of 50-plus yards um, at one point in the game, and they just scored six points off of that, and that seems pretty unlucky to me. Um, so I looked at, you know, they had a, a little bit over 5.7 yards per play in the game. So I looked at how many, how often does that happen where you have 5.7 yards per play or more and six points or less in a game, and it happened only once in the last eight years. Um, and that, really? that was uh, the Bucks in 2018. The Bucks had four turnovers in that game, which contributed to them only scoring three points. Then they went on and scored 86 points in their next three games, 28.7 points per game. So it's, that wasn't a, a thing that carried over. Um, you know that the, I think you trust the yards per play yard more than you do the points. So I think Jacksonville will come out and score points in this game. They know they can beat Indy after doing it in week two, less than a month ago. Um, and Indy hasn't improved in any way since that shutout, except for getting one receiver back. Um, so that indie offense looks like just a mess. I'm not uh, such a mess. I'm not sure the mini buy will help them here. Um, so I, I have the Jacksonville as part of my teaser at plus eight. It's up to two and a half now. I think taking Jacksonville plus two and a half, if you want to do that, is fine too. Oddly enough, that game uh, that you're referring to, the three point outburst by the Buccaneers in 2018, did not feature Jameis Winston. You would think with four turnovers and, and three points, that would be a Jameis Winston special. It was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing for 400 yards in that effort. Kind of incredible. It's Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson running for the Washington football team. But it was a time to be alive. Uh, I got no best bet on this. I was sort of looking at the under. I I mean, I I just don't think either team is going to come out firing. But I I do agree with you that I like the Jaguars to win the game. Even though the line is sort of moving towards the Colts, I I think they're just the better team. And that pass rush can get after uh, Matt Ryan, who, I mean, I mean, we saw that Thursday night game. I know they got rest, but like that offense is they, they have no no juice to them whatsoever. What what's the latest on Ryan Kelly, too? That's in I mean, he was banged up and he was limited yesterday in practice. So uh, or you might have even been held out. I'm checking now for you. Because if Ryan Kelly can't play, that means Danny Pinner has to play center, and Danny Pinner at guard was awful. It looked uh, so pushed around at center. They haven't given they haven't done Thursday's uh, practice report yet obviously. Uh, but Ryan Kelly did not practice with a hip injury. No, no Shaq Leonard at practice either. Yannick Ngakwe and uh, Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore were out. He had a rest, rest. day. Had rest yeah, day. just a rest day. And I think Taylor's supposed to, to practice today, I believe. Yeah, yeah today, with, today. I don't if care if they don't, if, if Danny Pinter starts in center, mm-hmm. they, they have major problems. 
So maybe this is one where you wait and see what goes on with the injury report on Thursday and Friday. This And RJ, I mean, you've preached this for years, but it's like a lot, you know, it's easy to focus on Jonathan Taylor on the injury report, but it's really more important to focus on Ryan Kelly on the injury report because you can't like the, the drop off is, is larger and more important at a, at a key offensive line. And he, by the way, he hasn't played very well either. So that's not true mm-hmm. to go that. Right. But yes. Yeah, the thing people look they're they're drawn to an in injury reports is is the the skill position players obviously because of fantasy and everything, um, but definitely keep an eye on those offensive line injuries. Also keep a line, uh, uh, an eye on those um, those cluster injuries that happen at the same position because you know you can you can maybe get by with, with one cornerback down, but once you start losing three or four cornerbacks, that's when teams really get into the the, the bin. So um, that's what I would look for uh, when you're looking at the injury report there to see how effective they are at one position. Speaking of cluster injuries, the Miami Dolphins are hosting the Minnesota Vikings and the Dolphins are catching three points at home with a total of 45 and a half. Currently, Mike McDaniel is has announced that uh, Skylar Thompson, the seventh round rookie out of Kansas State, is going to be their starter. Uh, I mean, I have I have two best bets in this game. I have the Dolphins and the uh, and the over. But I only and you guys can decide if I can do this or not. I only want to have those as best bets if Teddy Bridgewater plays, which I think he will. Is that is that is that legal under our loose rules? Um, I think you got to lock in your picks now, just based on what we know. Yeah, I agree that it, because then we start hedging all the way through. Yeah, because because yeah, we you know we've had picks before that we have to think. Oh, I think he's going to do this right. X, Y, and Z, and it doesn't happen. And we him. and we get um, stuck with him, and you got to lo- you get a loser, and you lo- lost. So okay, no. all right. Uh, what is if if Teddy Bridgewater is announced as the no. starter? What what no. happens to the line in the total, RJ? Yeah, I think that they should be favored if it's Teddy. Um, I think that that he makes that much of a difference between him and Skylar Thompson. I think this line opening at three was a result of them not expecting Teddy to play. Um, if you look at the the look ahead line in that game, it was actually Miami minus one and a half. So that was with the expectation that that Teddy would play. This so it probably becomes Miami one, right? Miami minus one, probably. It, it probably, yeah, it probably moves to pick them just because nobody knows how without the practice how well he does. But I think the sharps would jump on it and push it up to one or one and a half. Okay, then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the total off the board, but I am gonna take the Dolphins plus three as the best bet. And I'm and look, I mean, if I if I have to take the Skylar Thompson L, that's fine. I think given the fact that Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, by the way, Pete, did you see what I added to my uh, my backdrop here? What do you got? Oh, that's you know legendary. That yeah. That's the EJ, EJ Manuel. That's right. The EJ Manuel. Uh, the you EJ know what Manuel you should take out of that drop backdrop back there? That's North Carolina State helmet. Hey, we're, we're top 10 in the country or top 15, maybe. <laughs> uh, at any rate, like I go Tar Heels. And this has got, this has got to stop. Um, I, I think that, uh, I, I think Teddy's going to play. And so I'll take that, that value. Uh, I mean, he was, he, he, because of the new protocols, the changes that the NFLPA and the NFL instituted, Teddy is forced into the concussion protocol, even though if you go back and watch a replay, like, he, I mean, he didn't really exhibit this, the same sort of symptoms that Tua did. I, I think he's going to get cleared. Okay, but why is, he, why is he not practicing on Wednesday? He's in the concussion protocol. But, but if you clear, you go, go. I, I, look, I, think, I, think, he's, I think he's starting to. I think McDaniel's playing games here. I, I, I think he is too. So I'm going to take the Dolphins plus three as the best bet. If – if they should be favored, if te- I think Teddy is going to play, and if they should be favored, if Teddy plays, and I want them plus three, so I will take the Dolphins. Their defense has been terrible, by the way. That's another thing that, with all the concussion talk and everything, the defense has been bad. So, what do you like, Pete? I'll take I'll take the Vikings. I think Kirk Cousins is going to, but it's not a night game. He'll play well here. He'll light them up, and uh, 
<laughs> he's going to have a big day. I think there'll be more points in, than you think. I think there's going to be a high-scoring game no matter who plays quarterback for Miami. Well, maybe I should take the over there. Yeah. You liked it. I was also on the Miami side. I was I was a little bit delayed in putting that in. I wanted to get Miami over three, and it was three and a half all yesterday after Skylar Thompson was announced. I figured people would push it up, and I could get it at four, so I waited. And now it's back down to three at Caesars, and we'll see what the other books do. Um, Minnesota won three straight by the skin of their teeth. They were, they were very close in all those games. Two of those were at home. They were against Detroit and Chicago. And Detroit, I think, has gotten exposed last week. Chicago, we know, is not that good a team. The other game was uh, against New Orleans in London, not a true road game, obviously. And that was against New Orleans without their number one quarterback, running back, or receiver. So I don't know how good Minnesota is despite the four and one record. You know, I think they still have a lot to prove. Um, and I don't think Cousins has a very high ceiling just in general. Um, but pretty high floor, pretty low, pretty low ceiling to me. Both these defenses, bottom four and pass yards per play, like you said, their their Dolphins aren't playing good. The Vikings defense isn't playing that good either. So I think there could be a lot of points here. Um, I'm pro- I'm taking Miami also. I have it as a lean here at the plus three. Um, I'm hoping that we get it at three and a half again. Hoping to eat, stay ahead of the Teddy news if he's if he's ruled in. Um, so I, I might get it in at plus three if I think that's going to happen too. But for now, it's just a lean. Uh, and by the way, if you want to. Find out when RJ gets his picks in. You can go to sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code white. You will get your first month for $1. And I, I believe you, I don't, I don't get alerts, but you can turn on alerts for when you put your picks in, right? Yeah. You go to my expert page and you put follow, and then that'll give you notifications when, when I enter a pick. And like, for instance, if Teddy is announced in, RJ is going to jump in there, get the Dolphins plus three, and you will get the alert. Um, man, now I kind of want to take the over too. You know, I'm gonna add the add the over back in. Screw it, I'll take the over. I, I think this is this is a so the game we're gonna talk about next is the like maybe the pro, is expected to be the best game of the year, um, and I think it's interesting from a DFS perspective because everyone is gonna be on the Bills and Chiefs. Totals 54, Bills minus two and a half at the Chiefs. I mean, there's it, 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 there's not a whole lot you have to say about this game, Pete. I mean, this is oh, it's down to 53 actually. Um, this is it's on CBS. They've cleared the decks. This is the game of the year of the century. Mahomes versus Josh Allen. You can't ask for much more from a DF, DFS perspective. Though I think like that's why I think uh, Vikings, Dolphins, and Seahawks, Cardinals is kind of interesting because there are other options. But this game on CBS, Nance, Remo, you know, Wolf. three weeks, two weeks in a row, I've gone heavy chalk on the over, I, and it didn't work out when uh, Buffalo played Baltimore. It didn't work out when Baltimore played Cincinnati. It is going to work out in this one. This is I don't care what that total is. It would be a total fluke if these two teams don't go over. Total fluke. How do they stop? You saw what the Raiders were doing throwing the ball down the field. How are they going to stop the Bills offense, Kansas City? And on the other side, they're still banged up on the other side. So there's going to be opportunity to hit some shots against them as well. I'm taking this over. It's one of my best bets. I Three weeks in a row, I could be victim of the, the chalky over, but I'm taking the chalky over. Well, in that game, Kansas City had to worry about the running game because they could not stop the running game at all. And Josh Jacobs was carving them up. And then you start worrying about that, then you get beat over the top. This one, this line is interesting. It was Pickham. And then Buffalo shocked the world by blowing out Pittsburgh, which I guess nobody expected because it moved the line to, to Buffalo minus two. And uh, I was like, Buffalo's favored by 14 against Pittsburgh, right? Isn't the, shouldn't the market have expected a blowout win? But apparently they look so good against Pittsburgh that they adjusted it two points. And then Kansas City plays that close game and it goes up to three points. So it was three points for the last few days. 
I think if Kansas City isn't struck by bad luck, bad luck at Indy in that game that they should have won comfortably, um, but all those bad things happen to them, I think they'd be you know in, right in line with Buffalo. Maybe not quite as good as Buffalo coming off of that that Raiders game. Um, I thought these teams were even before last week. I don't think the gap widened this much. And at home, Kansas City can't be catching points. At plus three, it's an amazing pick. Two and a half, I think it's still a solid pick. Uh, at two and a half, I decided to put it in my teaser with Jacksonville and make it plus eight and a half. Uh, that's a great teaser leg. I mean, like you're getting eight and a half points with Patrick Mahomes in his home stadium. This is the first time, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the first time when Patrick Mahomes. He's been a dog. Yeah. A home dog since he, when yeah. he's starting the game ever. And look, the yeah. Bills are awesome. They have a great roster. They have, I, I think, and again, like I don't like giving Pete Prisco credit for anything, but Josh Allen is arguably. 1B with Patrick Mahomes 1A in terms of when you talk about quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, you can make a case that he's the best quarterback in football. Um, Mahomes is a dog, though. I'm going to take the two and a half. Like, if you give me Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes as a home dog, first time ever, I will take those points. Bills could absolutely win the game. Uh, well, Andy Reid, yeah. yeah, Sean McDermott got fired by Andy Reid. A little, little revenge, maybe. But I, I, I'll take the Chiefs here with the points. That line, this line reminds me of um, the Rams game on opening week. Mm. Look, look funky and and it was funky but the bills were the better team i think the bills are the better team here by the way if i'm the chiefs first play i line up and i start the whole chant 13 seconds 13 seconds 13 <laughs> seconds 13 seconds or what if you what if you what if like the chiefs the chiefs get the ball first and they snap the ball with 13 seconds left on the play clock the entire way down the field. <laughs> 13 seconds. You know, the, the Bills, like the Bills like, oh, my God, are they snapping in 13 they seconds? Act like they, put that, they act like they put it in the past, but believe me, I know, because I've said it to about 18,000 different people around that team, and they have not put that in the past. All right, so, like, that's kind of interesting to me, especially if you like the Chiefs, because we have seen the Bills, like, and I think Sean McDermott's a great coach. I'm not knocking him, but he – uh, it gets he like and he he keeps it. He doesn't like display it overtly, but like he is very intense about certain rivalries. And I think that they conquered the Patriots, but it took him a couple tries. And it, it you know that win game definitely messed him up. And the Chiefs are the like it's basically like the bad boy Pistons with MJ in the eighties. I mean, like the the Chiefs are their their boogeyman. Well, they beat him last year, and then they lost him because they choked in their postseason. I mean, I'm just saying. I think they might the winner be of this game is going to get home field. I think is getting home field advantage in the postseason. That makes it that that much of a bigger game for Buffalo. Winner of this game is probably the one seed in the in the AFC. Yeah, Cowboys at the Eagles. Actually, you know what? We'll uh, we'll take a break first, and when we come back, we'll discuss my Eagles and how they'll perform against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Next, selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. My Eagles. <laughs> Cowboys at the Eagles. My Eagles minus six. Over under 42. Uh, I believe, Pete, that Cooper Rush is expected to play. There's- he is starting. He's starting. Or expected to start, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Dax, they're, they're not going to play Dak here, right? No. No, they pretty much said Cooper's starting. And, and look, Cooper Rush is exactly what you expect him to be, a game manager. That's what he is. He's done a nice job of managing the game. He has, what's he averaging, 220 yards throwing? Uh, I mean, they, they've run the ball. They play great defense. I think the biggest ga- thing here is that great offensive line against that pass pass rush do they handle it and i think they'll handle it because hurt can handle it by getting on the move uh, i like the eagles minus the points i know it's a big number but i'm taking the eagles minus the point yeah i was a lean eagles earlier in the week at five it's now up to six and a half you can see as of thursday afternoon um, we're picking it at six um that's a little too much for me i'm probably a stay away at that number everybody's making this big deal about cooper rush you know you know being being just fine at quarterback and maybe he should be the starter yada 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 Dallas defense is, is carrying the team i mean the offense was basically one big pollard run last week and rush and, and the the passing offense had like 76 net yards or some some low low number didn't have to pass and why are you going to pass if you don't have to with cooper rush at quarterback that dallas defense has eviscerated some bad offensive lines the rams washington giants even Bengals, I think Philly's better than that, um, even with some of the injuries they're dealing with. And I think they can handle the pass rush a little better. Philly's offense first and pass yards per play, but still runs plenty. So you have to re- respect both if you're the Dallas defense. Well, the Dallas offense, 23rd in yards per play, 29th on third downs. Two of their three touchdown drives last two weeks were um, three plays long. So it's not like they're engineering drives down the field with Cooper Rush. They're hitting a big play here and there. And I think Philly can limit that. So I do lean to the Philly as well, uh, but it's numbers gotten a little too big for me that I'm probably staying away. I got Philly as the best bet here. Uh, I think to RJ's point, like the Dallas defense is awesome. But and and look, Dan again. I've, I'll say this. I've say this every week, like three times a week, and I hope that David Tepper hears it. 
Dan Quinn needs to get a head coaching job next year, and the Panthers should frankly hire him. He would turn that defense into an elite unit, and maybe just needs to find another Kyle Shanahan in, in an offensive line. That's yeah, all. They need an offense. They need an offensive coach. Okay. They should hire Sean Payton and find a quarterback. That's what they should do. Okay, we can. That is a whole different topic because they have to trade for him, and the Saints would have to trade for him in the division. And I could totally see David Tepper doing something stupid like that, like giving away five first round picks for Sean Payton. But again, talk about the Panthers in a minute. The um, actually the Eagles are just a better team, and like I don't know that the general conception of the Eagles, the general like or general perception, I guess, is caught up. Like, this is a really, really good football team. It's not a team that's gotten a fluky run out to being undefeated. This is a dominant team, very deep on the offensive and defensive lines, with a quarterback who has taken a big step forward. Uh, I will take the Eagles laying six here on Sunday Night Football. And, I mean, man, what a weekend for Philly sports. The Phillies in the playoffs at home and the Eagles on Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys? Hmm. Anywho. Broncos at Chargers. Chargers minus four and a half. Over under 45 and a half, Pete. Well, Russell Wilson's hurt, or at least he says he is after he played so poorly. Um, I mean, look, bottom line is that offense is dreadful. And they now lost Garrett Bowles for the year. He's their best offensive lineman. They've lost Darby, their corner. Uh, I think the Chargers, the Chargers aren't great on defense either. People have run on them like they always do. It doesn't matter who they sign, they just get run on. Um, so I think I think I'm going to take. It is a revenge game for Melvin Gordon. You love those, bro. <laughs> That's a good one. Actually, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, yeah um, I'm going to take the Chargers minus the points. I don't love the game, but I'll take the Chargers. I have the Chargers as the best bet at minus four and a half. Now that it's gotten down to four and a half, you talk about those injuries. Denver also lost Javante Williams week before. They had Josie Jewell get knocked out of that game at linebacker. He's been a pretty solid linebacker for them. So it feels like the Denver team is dealing with like what the Chargers went through injury wise a few weeks back when you throw in the Russell Wilson injury too. Um, but the Chargers seem to have gotten over that, playing well the last few weeks. Herbert looks fine the last few weeks. I'm not worried about him at all. The left tackle they put in uh, in place of Slater looks pretty solid. Um, Denver's offense, like you said, been awful. 18th in yards per play, but terrible on third down where they rank 30, 30th. Terrible in the red zone where they rank 32nd. Um, so, yeah, Denver's defense has been good against the pass, but they're dealing with those injuries. And the Chargers found their run game last week. The Chargers came into that game with the worst run game in the league at, I think, 2.7 yards per play heading into that game. And then Eckler ran all over them. So um, maybe if that, that diversifies the offense, they have a better shot here. Um, Brandon Staley as a coach does questionable things, but he's a better coach than Hackett. I think we can all agree. Um, so I think with the coaching edge, with the major quarterback edge, with home field, even though it's the Chargers, um, and only four and a half, I like laying the, the four and a half with the Chargers. So that's why I have it as a best bet. I'm trying to the uh, so just I mean worth noting here. I think uh, Trey Pipkins, who replaced uh, Rashawn Slater, is questionable. No. Right? Was, he's on the right. It was. It was Jamari Sawyer. Was he on the right side? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, either way. He stinks too, Pipkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means Storm's in. Uh, uh, I had the over four. I'm going to take the – all right. Uh, I Denver, Denver, I mentioned those injuries. Randy Gregory also on the IR. That was a huge one. They lost a couple weeks yeah. back too. So Denver might just not – might not be very good. Russell – I mean, Russell Wilson might be washed. I mean, he, he doesn't run anymore. You know, there's, there's a lot of people is, out there that say he's too chubby and he can't run anymore. <laughs> what, what? Is that a, uh, you is haven't that seen a that? That's out there. Yeah. Who said? Who's? I, mean, I don't I'm see not, it. He, he's not the. He doesn't have the same juice that he used to have. 
Interesting. That's a. By the way, I, uh, I'm not going to comment let's, on anybody's let's count on, No, neither nor am I. By the <laughs> way, I can count on I can count on uh, Staley going for it on fourth and seventeen from his own three. <laughs> I think Staley's in his own head on these 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 going for it. That, oh, going I mean, to, some really bizarre decisions. Like, did you see Keenan Allen's tweets? What are we doing? I mean, my goodness gracious. Um, I'm going to take the over off of my best bets just because of the injuries involved there. Uh, but I think there will be points scored in this game. Monday night game uh, feels a little donkey-ish to, to take the over. But uh, I, I like I lean towards the Chargers here. Panthers at the Rams. This is what I've been waiting this entire podcast for. Someone to explain why you would take the Panthers even plus 10. Like, I... I Somebody tell me why. Well, I, I wanted to take them. I really did. I, I thought this was a spot, but I'm not taking them. Why you would take them? Because their defense isn't that bad, and that Rams offense is putrid. Your your Hall of Famer is uh, getting his Hall of Fame career derailed in a season, isn't he? Um, look, you sell your soul to win a Super Bowl, you win it. And now you're going forward, they have problems. You know, they have depth issues. They have all kinds of issues. And so I think that's showing up. But having said that, I think Sean McVay has to get this team going. This is a good spot to get it going. Carolina is awful on offense. As bad as the Rams are, I think Carolina, when you watch them, they're terrible. Uh, I think this is going to be the Rams game. I'll lay the 10. I don't love it. I wouldn't make it a best bet, but I'll take the Rams. I have a best bet, Carolina plus 10. I actually put it in on the site on Sportsline at plus 11. I was very interested in taking it once it got over 10. Um, so they have a lot of coaching firings. Uh, Matt Rule is a bad coach. Teams often get a positive bounce after firing bad coaches, which you know. You know we've talked about that in the past. And you can't get any worse than, than the job he did. Now you got P.J. Walker, at quarterback. They lost their starting quarterback. Baker Mayfield, you can't get any worse than how he's been playing. He's throwing the ball into the line and getting a knockdown every pass. So I don't know how P.J. Walker is supposed to be a downgrade from that. He's going to have some mobility. He'll open up some throwing lanes. He'll be fine. The Rams have not scored 11 points in either of their last two games. So you have to score 11 to cover 10. So I don't know how how uh, if they're not good, if they're going to score 10 again, then I think I'm going to get a win here no matter what Carolina does. Rams offense been as bad as Carolina, 32nd in yards per play, been worse than Carolina in yards per play. Um, and that Carolina offense is getting coaches fired. Of course, the Rams aren't firing anybody coming off a Super Bowl win. Dallas beat the Rams by 12 points, which has 76 net, yard, net pass yards, like I said earlier. So Carolina, if they don't need 100 pass yards, I mean, they can just run and play defense. They could stick around in this game because I don't think the Rams are scoring a ton of points. So this game could be ugly for Panthers. It could be 16 to 6. That's still a that's still a push. It could be 16 to 10. That's a cover. So I like the Panthers here. So like I really didn't want them to fire Matt Rule before this game because I think the Rams would have been a great survivor pick if Matt Rule was coaching in this game and the team had just given up, knowing that he was going to get fired. Um Baker Mayfield is out. Matt Rule was before he got fired, had openly discussed starting Sam Darnold. Like he was going to go back to Sam Darnold if Sam Darnold was healthy. Sam Darnold's not healthy. So he's going to – so Steve Wilkes is going to P.J. Walker. Now, does anyone know where P.J. Walker played? Well, May- Mayfield's hurt. Mayfield's out. Mayfield just cannot play. Right. Sam Darnold right. cannot so play. Matt he's Corral not going to him. Play. He has to go to him. He has to go to him. The only reason P.J. Walker is on this roster is because he played for Matt Rule at Temple. Like – I don't Steve Wilkes coached the 2018 Cardinals, arguably one of the five worst teams, particularly on offense. Yeah, but don't throw, don't throw that on him because I know people around that place and that wasn't on him. I, I, that was I, a 
that was a bad situation. The Josh Rosen situation, it was just a bad, bad, bad thing. And he's not a bad coach. And and he'll do a better job. Matt Rule blamed everybody in the building but himself. That's what I was saying. No, look, look, Matt Rule was like too busy messing with the Panther, like the Panthers tw- tweets and like the Panthers.com like stories. Like, bro, you can't score 17 points. Why don't you stop editing Darren Gant's stories on Panthers.com and like go coach some offense? I mean, it, he right. he blamed he, everybody in the building but himself. And there's no players hate more than the guy like that. So he's out. Wilkes will give him a boost. I think RJ's gone to something there. I wanted to take, I just think that their offensive line is going to get just maimed in this game. That's my concern, right. RJ. I know Walker can move, but they're bad. Both offensive lines are bad, as a matter but of fact. The Rams pass rush hasn't been that good either. No, but. At some point, you know, ninety nine is going to go off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, here's, here's, week, here's the other thing too that, like, I am, I am legit curious about, and I, I don't know how this plays out. So, Steve Wilkes, when he was the last time he was defensive coordinator of the Panthers, was the most blitz happy, blitz aggressive uh, defensive coordinator in the league. Like, the Panthers were by far and away the most blitz heavy defense. Uh, it, like, with the change from Phil Snow to Steve Wilkes or Al Holcomb, presumably calling the plays, like, is that a like, I mean, how how different do you think the Panthers' defense will be this week, Pete? It'll be different because that's what Wilkes wants. He likes it. But if you don't have to blitz, you don't blitz. If they can get home, you know, Brian Burns is damn good. And if you look at sure. this Rams offensive Rams line. Rams offensive line is a major problem. You don't need to blitz. So if you don't need the blitz, don't blitz. Okay. I, 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 I there are a lot. Everybody's on the, everybody's on the Panthers. Fine. I, I'm not going to take the Rams. I'm the not. I wanted to, but I took the Rams just because I think their defensive line will end up. I, I think dominating. the Rams. Are I don't see how you can lay even against an XFL quarterback. I don't see how you can lay ten points with the Rams. It's a lot. Of I'm points. laying it more against their offensive line, though. I, I think the, the Panthers are going to get throttled here. Panthers are terrible. Cardinals at the Seahawks, fighting Geno Smiths. Cardinals are minus three in Seattle. With an over-under of 50 and a half. Kind of surprised. I mean, look, (laughs) Geno Smith is just an upgrade over Russell Wilson. I don't know what to say other than that's just a fact. This at this point. So far, he has been. Yeah. The better. Yeah. Yeah, I got two picks in this game. I I think Arizona uh, Arizona traditionally beats. Wait, all three of us have two picks in this game? Yeah. Yeah. I got I got Arizona because I think they're gonna go up there and win the game. I think they'll Whatever happened at the end of that Eagles game last week, that was a bad, bad, bad clock management. Um, they should know better. The quarterback should know better. Um, and, and they blew it. Otherwise, they probably at least send that game to overtime. Uh, and I think Seattle's defense is putrid. I mean, anybody and anybody who wants to do anything they want to against them can. So I think Arizona will win the game and cover the number. I'll take them as the best bet. But I also think this is going way over this total. Uh, it's one of my best bets. So I'll take uh, Seattle over and Arizona minus the points. So the market agrees with Pete. It's saying Arizona is not only better than Seattle, but much better. Uh, being a, It's two and a half now, but it was three when it opened. Um, Seattle's defense, you're right, terrible, 32nd in yards per play. But it's not like Arizona has a shutdown unit there either. They're 22nd in yards per play. Seattle's offense ranks second in yards per play behind Buffalo, first in rush, third in pass. They are a very good offense at this point with a good quarterback, a quarterback who is better than Kyler Murray as a quarterback. Not as talented, not can't do as much on the field. Definitely a playing better as a quarterback right now and engineering an offense. You talk about the mental mistakes and the clock management and that shouldn't have happened. 
that doesn't get fixed in a week. This is this is the stuff that happens with that that team, the way they're coached, and with that quarterback, it just keeps happening. And I just can't expect that they're going to regress now, you know, to the mean and do start doing smart things all of a sudden in week six of this season. Arizona played Philly close, but it was a bad spot for Philly on the road. Dallas was coming up next. Philly had to go out west on this road game. Um, that was always going to be a bad spot for them. Uh, the, I think the Seattle has the better quarterback here. I think Seattle has the better coaching staff here. I know they're at home and they're catching points. So I love Seattle plus three is a best bet. I also have the over 50 and a half is a best bet because we're just going to keep playing Seahawks overs. Yeah. I mean, you, look, you nailed this last week, RJ, and it stuck with me like all week, especially watching like Taysom Hill go bananas against the Seahawks defense. Cause we, you know, it was for everyone was focused on the Lions overs, right? But Seattle is actually the better over team. And this is a great spot for, for both these teams to score a ton of points. I have, uh, yeah, no penny as, uh, as, as Billy points out in the chat. But yeah, but Ken, Ken, Walker, Ken Walker made a nice Ken Walker, play. He's a good player. He's awesome. That's why you yeah, how is this, how is this offense going to survive without Rashad Penny? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they, they've, they've survived without him a bunch over the last couple of years because he hasn't been in the lineup. <laughs> I know. Uh, look, Penny, Penny's played well, but like Ken Walker is a, is a good player, and like he's a, yeah. they, they drafted him in the second round because they want to use him as a bell cow. He will he'll get run, and I, I think he can have a big game. Geno Smith is just good. Like it's the craziest. It, it, it it's kind of flying under the radar, frankly. Like how insane that storyline is that Geno Smith is playing at the level he's playing at for the Seattle Seahawks in the year twenty twenty two. Of our Lord, as our friend Costos likes to say, I have the Seahawks plus three. I, I don't understand why the Seahawks aren't favored here. I have the Seahawks plus yeah plus three. It's two plus two and a half now. Obviously, that's a little different. And the over fifty and a half. So we're all three on the over. What could go wrong? Uh, be it like a 10 seven game. Yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> as long as it's the Seahawks winning it. Yeah, ain't, ain't no chance for a 10 seven game. I'll tell you that much. This is a shootout coming. Forty uh, Niners minus five and a half at the Falcons. Kyle Shanahan revenge game over under 44 and a uh, half. Feet. You mean it, that would be more of a revenge game for the Falcons against him after what he did. <laughs> That's true. It cost him a Super Bowl. Three knees, kick a field goal, you're a champ. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with it. No, you can't. Um, the, the 49ers stayed in Greenbrier in West Virginia. Oh, yeah. And since, since 2017, they've done that. Every single time they've stayed on the East Coast between games. In those games, they're seven and zero, but they're not covering either. Are they, what's the record against the spread? I don't know what the record is. I'm just saying they've won every one of those games. Um, Greenbrier's so, a nice place, man. Yeah, but they haven't always stayed at the Greenbrier. They stayed at IMG Academy one time, but on the East Coast in between games, they're going to stay again. They did stay again. They're staying there now, practicing there. I like Atlanta in this game. I this is uh, for me. Team, everybody thinks you bond when you're on the road. I think when everybody's on the road, part of the problem is they start worrying about what the hell's going on back home because they're hearing, yuck, 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 yuck. why are you getting here? My kids are driving crazy. And so your focus isn't what it should be. And I think Atlanta's hung around in every game. They could have easily have won, not easily, but they could have won every single one of their games. And so uh, I'm going to take the Falcons plus the points here. I don't think they could have won last week. I mean, they were – it was kind of a fake cover. They were way behind the whole game, and then they get that last well, touchdown. They, they get the two, ball back. Minutes. They have a chance to cover. If they don't get that crappy roughing the passer penalty, they get the ball back. They yeah. they, they, they did get hosed by that roughing the passer call. They did fight back to get it within a score. But they were getting smoked by the Rams, too. 
They would have had to go. Well, they got back. They had the ball late in the game against the Rams with a chance to go t- what tie it or take the lead. Hey, if if a backdoor cover is your 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 hope, I mean, why not go for it? Yeah, against a, a bad defense like the 49ers. Atlanta's now 5-0 and against the spread um, after that rally. Um, I'm still not that high on them. This is a tough spot for San Francisco, not to travel really, but just coming off an easy win. And they have Kansas City next. Um, so I don't know that their head's going to be in this game. Their defense is first in rush yards for play, first in sack rate, but they are dealing with injuries. We know both is banged up. Mosley out for the year. That's big for them. Um, the power rating, say San Francisco is the value here, but I, I don't really like the spot, so I'm staying away. Probably lean to the under now that it's up to 44 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends too. Like, do you, if you think the Falcons are going to come through the back door, you probably don't want to take the under. But I, I agree with you. I think San Francisco is just, I, by the way, uh, Survivor this week, RJ. Where, um, where's your head at on that? By the way, sportsline.com, RJ ha- probably has an article already up. I could, you know, have gone and looked at it, but I forgot to ask. Yeah, I was trying to stay alive all year. So I'd, I wanted to save Tampa for this week and didn't use them last week. Use the Jaguars. Now I'm out of Survivor. So I was yeah. like, the, the, uh, and Jaguars were the most popular pick in Circa, and I believe in the DraftKings pool, which is what the one I'm in the DraftKings one. Um, so, so I don't know if you want my advice, but if you have Tampa left, use them. I think a lot of people use Rams if they had them saved. I couldn't because I had used them earlier. I used them in week two. People want to use Green Bay here. I use them in week four against New England. So th- those were off the board. So I was looking at a road team, either Tampa or San Francisco or potentially Baltimore, but I was kind of staying away from Baltimore. So my, my, my sneaky one is the Chargers. I wanted to use them earlier in the year before they went through those injuries. Um, so I didn't get to use them in week three like I had planned to. So I had them in the pocket. I didn't know when I was going to use them. It was probably going to be near the end of the season. I just don't think the Broncos are very good. So I think I'm fine using the Chargers if, if you don't have any of those other options. So if you were ranking, because I mean, all right, so we talked about this on the show, and uh, but there's a, we actually have a podcast listener who has two entries left in the Circa, uh, Circa Survivor, which is down to 718 after and $6.3 million to the winner. So, a little spicy. Um, bigger pool, obviously, you have to change your sort of strategy. You mentioned you helped uh, me in my smaller pool with eight people left get on the bills instead of the Jaguars. Uh, what would be your pick for a smaller pool, assuming everything? Uh, Packers off the table, I think. Yeah, we go Bucks at the Steelers. Um, that line is eight. I'm, I, I don't. We're, I don't think we've talked about it yet. I don't love the Bucks covering there. Um, but I think just based on who we're using later in the season, um, that the Bucks is the way to go. I think Niners would be fine if you want to use them. But considering what Pete said about them playing well when they have to stay out east, um, but the, I think I have Bucks one um, in my article. I had the Rams two, just because you can't ignore you know the matchup there. Um, then I had the Chargers and then the 49ers in my in my column. The uh, the idea of going Chargers and like the other seven people are knocked out. It's like if, if the Chargers win on Monday night, you you win the pool is kind of tempting. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I agree with the Bucks or Niners. Um, no best bet for me here. Pete's only one with the best bet on that game. Falcons plus five and a half. Jets at Packers. Packers minus seven and a half. Weird juice on this game. The Jets are plus seven and a half, minus 125. The over has come down a full point to 44 and a half. We have 45 and a half for our best bets. Beat. Does Aaron Rodgers, how does Aaron Rodgers do after a loss? He's unbelievable after a loss. Yeah. Look at his record. Look at his, t- I think his touchdowns is 25 to one or something. His ratio, touchdowns intercepted after a loss. So I- I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I, I know they haven't. Played very well on offense. I think the play call has been bad at times. I think he's forced the ball. Um, he's tried to get those receivers going. I think he gets them going here. Look, the Jets have been a nice story, but they beat a team that was down to a third-string rookie quarterback who 
basically had no reps during practice during the week. So this is a different step up for the Jets. Uh, I'll take the Packers minus the points as the best bet. Yeah, Jets coming out two straight wins. I think the public wants to play the Jets here, um, and that's why you see the juice there. It wants the line wants to be back down at seven, um, and that's what that juice means. Um, I, I at seven, I kind of lean toward the Packers at minus seven. Um, the offense for the Jets didn't play as well as forty to seventeen suggests last week. Aside from Bright Priest Hall's big catch, they were just four point four yards per play. Uh, Zach Wilson had 131 pass yards if you take that play out. So if Green Bay is just bad now, maybe it doesn't matter. And I know that we're keep waiting for, for Green Bay to get their feet under him. But at home, I still trust them, especially against the Jets D that struggles on third down where they're 28th. Uh, Green Bay's offense ranks eighth on third down. I think they can put drives together, stay on the field, and um, and put up a nice little point total here. And then we'll see if Zach Wilson can get the backdoor cover. So at seven and a half, I don't want to play it. But at seven, I would lean Green Bay. Are... Uh, are you aware of the Brady Quinn jet situation involving the podcast? RJ probably is. Pete probably is not. I am too. I am. Oh, you I know are. He's donating. He's donating a thousand dollars for every win. I get like, it. Like, I mean, I want the jets to run the table and Brady every week just has to give a thousand dollars to some charity. He gave, do you know what the charity was this past week? What was it? City dogs and city kitties. Nice. An animal rescue shelter in Washington, DC. Shout out to Brady. Good. Okay, look, seriously. In all seriousness, like credit to Brady. For like following up quickly. I mean, like he, you know, he he, he donated a thousand dollars to a charity. So, if the, uh, but if the Jets lose this game, he doesn't have to donate anything. No, the only if the Jets any game the Jets win the rest of the season, Brady has to donate a thousand dollars. If the Jets run the table, Brady's down twelve grand. So if he uh, if he puts a if he put a couple grand on the Packers on the money line, <laughs> well, that would be <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, obviously he would not do that. Um, I got a Packers no, investment. Of course, of course not. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, if you want to, if you have a charity that you're passionate about, not, not you, but anybody who's listening or watching the podcast, um, go to Apple podcast, pick six podcast review, leave a five-star review and mention the charity that you would. And we're going to pick charities from the podcast reviews every time the jets win. And look, man, they got the Broncos. Probably not going to beat the Patriots, but think yeah, Patriots twice. They got the bears, Bills twice, Jaguars, Lions, Seahawks, Dolphins. Like, there's some wins out there. So, if you've got a charity you're passionate about, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five star review, put the charity in the review. We're going to pick them every time the Jets win. We'll pick one, and Brady will donate to it. Um, he he sends me the receipts. He's uh, he's good for it. I, I I think the Packers roll here. Rogers off of law, and like you mentioned, the um the fluky nature of the the Dolphins uh, when they beat the Steelers, they beat. The Dolphins with Skylar Thompson starting, and they beat the Browns in like a once in a decade comeback victory that is just not replicable. And you look at their games against the Ravens, the Bengals, and I guess that's their only two losses, but two good teams. They kind of got smoked. I, I think the Packers take care of business and, and roll here pretty easily. Uh, let's run through some rapid fire games. We mentioned Bucks at Steelers, Bucks minus eight, over under 44 and a half beat. I would take the Bucs. I think this is uh, – I'm not taking the Steelers until they show, A, that they can stop anybody. They can't stop anybody. They don't. TJ Watt, not there. They're a different defense, so I'll take the Bucs. My lean is to the Steelers just because I think this is a bad spot for the Bucs. Um, it's a big number on the road. Um, I think there's some excitement with Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett at quarterback. I thought Tampa's offense would light up Atlanta's defense, and they really didn't. They should have ran away with that game. So this line feels a little high after that whole hum day. Um, but, you know, I'm not looking to play it. It's just a lean. Uh, eight's a lot at home. Even 
It yeah. is a lot. I wanted to, I wanted to take the Steelers. I just I think defensively they're bad. Buffalo could have put up 50, 55 on them if they wanted to. They, they've never won a game. I think they've never won with when TJ Watt is out of the starting lineup since they drafted TJ Watt, which is kind of crazy. Um, Kenny Pickett is great, but uh, I, I don't I don't think the Steelers have a whole lot here against this this Buccaneers defense. I think I lean towards the Bucks. Finally, Patriots at the Browns. Browns minus three over under 42 and a half. Pete, do you know that how hard Bill Belichick is going to coach this week in this game to get revenge on the Cleveland Browns? Because he hasn't faced them since he hasn't faced them since then. I, I'm kidding. The, I mean, the Ravens fired him. Yeah, but I mean, look, the Belichick last week, their defense was outstanding against the line. Lines were scoring. And the lines had guys hurt. I get it, but they were scoring a bunch of points. I think this is a game for their run game and Ramondre Stevenson because the Browns can't stop the run. They're going to run, run, run. The other side's going to run, run, run. But in the end, I'm going to take the Patriots to win the game. Um, I think they cover the number. If you can get three, I would take Patriots plus three. It's just a, it's two and a half in the market right now everywhere, and that's just a lean for me there. It's weird to me that New England would lay three last week with how well the Detroit offense was playing, and that's why I had Detroit as a best bet. The market was obviously right. I was obviously wrong there. So I came into this one being like, okay, well, now New England's fine with their third-string quarterback, so they're obviously going to be at least pick them on the Browns, maybe even favored, and now the Browns are three. So I don't understand what the market is saying about New England. It just seems to be like so schizophrenic week in and week out. Um, Cleveland led in the third quarter in all five of their games. They keep finding ways to lose i don't trust them as a favorite ever so my lean would be the, the patriots yeah I like, I like the pats to to win the game frankly um is uh is is mac jones drew bledsoe and bailey zappy tom brady Pete? no 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 stop it bailey zappy is, the next tom brady brady zappy Ooh. is cooper is cooper rush the next Dak prescott because didn't that no, he'd be, he, tony romo he'd be tony the he'd be the tony romo yeah good call no that would make wouldn't Dak Prescott be the Tony Romo? Yeah. That's I mean, right. Dak Prescott undra- undrafted Romo's dude out of nowhere. No, I'm just thinking no, like no, but that, no, no, Dak Prescott took Romo's job. Romo never got it back. So you're saying that Dak is the new Romo and Cooper Rush is the yeah. new Dak. It's not gonna happen. I'm joking about it. No. What? <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I, yeah, anyway. Um, all right. That's all the games. Thank goodness for bye, bye weeks. But RJ does have two look-ahead picks for week seven. What you got, RJ? Yeah, like Miami minus six against Pittsburgh. To me, this is a line that isn't anticipating um, Teddy back yet or any of the quarterbacks back yet. I think it should be higher if he's back. And I think he will be back. You guys mentioned it. You think he's back for this game. I think he's definitely back for next week at the very least. That makes their rating zero at worst to me. And I think that it might be above average. And Steelers aren't even close to that. I think they'll probably look better this week. But what if Tampa Bay stops them, stomps them like you guys are saying? That line is going to be north of seven, I think with Teddy at quarterback. So getting in at minus six now, I think is good. My other one is Tennessee minus two against Indy. Tennessee's on a bye this week, so they can only get healthier. They're not going to do anything that makes people not believe in them. Indy certainly could against Jacksonville again. What if they get, you know, can't score points again against Jacksonville? Um, I have the game right now as Tennessee minus four. I can't see Indy playing well enough to get it to go up two points. So I think I'm going to have a value um, at minus two either way. All right, like it. Here is a quick recap of our best bets. Pete has the Giants plus five. The over 54 in Bills Chiefs. The Seahawks over 50 and a half. Cardinals minus three. And Falcons plus five and a half plus Packers minus seven and a half. Excuse me. RJ has the uh, teaser with Jacksonville plus eight and KC plus eight and a half. 
the uh, yeah, sorry, there was Chiefs there. I'm trying to find uh, Chargers minus four and a half, Panthers plus ten, Seahawks plus three over in the Seahawks game at fifty and a half, and that's all of RJ's. Mine are over forty five in Ravens Giants, under forty four in Bengals Saints, the Dolphins plus three, and the Dolphins over forty five and a half. Bear in mind that if you're following those two, I'm expecting Teddy Bridgewater to play. That's why I would I would take those, but I would want to see the full uh, injury report. Chiefs plus two and a half, Eagles minus six, and the Seahawks plus three, and the over 50 and a half in that game, and the Packers minus seven and a half. I have a lot of bets for some reason. That'll do it. That's the show. Let's do it. I like this weird. This is a this is like this week is very I like this week. This I is a too. great week. Of, by the way, this is a great week of football. College football has a ton of great games, and the NFL has some really good games. Good week. Are you going to be? Are you going to have your TV on uh, NC State Syracuse on Saturday afternoon? Undefeated Syracuse. Well, I, Devin Leary's not playing. <laughs> not that he go Tar Heels. I'm, I somebody needs to delete that thing out of the server. Um, anyway, that's the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Pete. For RJ, I'm Brinson. See you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.